Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 294 of the podcast. And on this episode, we're talking about a subject matter we never thought we would be discussing. Bill Belichick out as head coach of the New England Patriots. In one of the most wild weeks ever in franchise history for the New England Patriots, they moved on from six-time winning Super Bowl head coach Bill Belichick in what's being labeled as a mutual parting of ways and in that same week, name his successor, Gerard Mayo, a former player-turned-coach. There's a lot to get into, but let's start with why Belichick is no longer the head coach of the Patriots right now. And you can say the obvious. He went 4-13 and and missed the playoffs for the third time in four years. And yes, that has to be a part of it. But the biggest is what's happened at the most important position in all of football, the quarterback position. Since Tom Brady left... He tried to resurrect the career of Cam Newton. That didn't work out. And then he ruined the last two seasons of Mac Jones after the young quarterback led the team to the playoffs as a rookie. Belichick clearly doesn't value the position as much as he should. And it's the reason he's no longer the head coach of the New England Patriots. If the Patriots had had the exact same record over the last few years and Mac Jones was developing towards being a franchise quarterback, Belichick would still have his job. His ongoing career with the Patriots was tied to Mac Jones, and it felt like he was the last person who realized that. What's even more insane about all of this is the team chose the coach Belichick over the quarterback Brady, which was wrong. He should have known there was pressure to find the next guy and develop him, and it appeared as if Belichick had no interest in developing Mac Jones as a quarterback. Belichick, despite the last four years, is still arguably the best coach of all time. His record with the Patriots ends up being 266-121 with six Super Bowl titles. And while we all talk about the moves that got him fired, we should talk about the moves that worked, starting with the biggest. Choosing Tom Brady, a six-round draft pick, over Drew Bledsoe, who at the time was the league's highest-paid quarterback. This was not just another guy. This was a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback that, of course, became Belichick's best move as head coach. I mean, Brady went from being labeled as a system quarterback to now universally being believed to be the greatest quarterback ever. And looking back at hindsight, you could maybe see why Belichick doesn't value first-round quarterbacks. Oh, I drafted Mac Jones with the first round. Who cares? I turned Tom Brady into Tom Brady. Maybe I can do the same for a guy like Bailey Zappi. I have no idea the mindset, but I have to believe after he moved on from Drew Bledsoe and it was a major success that he thought he could turn any quarterback into a star. And what he's now realizing is that's not the case, that Tom Brady was one of a kind. You have to give Belichick major props for benching Drew Bledsoe and staying with Tom Brady. Maybe his biggest move on defense other than drafting Richard Seymour is trading for Rodney Harrison who was one of the best safeties in all of football he could get an interception he could get a sack I also think he was the heart of that team for a long period Rodney Harrison should be a Hall of Famer by now he's one of the best defenders on that Patriots dynasty which in large part in the early parts was carried by the defense and Rodney Harrison was again at the heart of that On the offensive side, his biggest trade was bringing in Randy Moss. The league was done with Randy Moss. He had had a few bad 
seasons in Oakland that were mediocre. He wasn't the same guy from Minnesota. And then he comes to the New England Patriots and is paired with Tom Brady and has what I believe to be the best season a wide receiver has ever had. That 2007 Patriots is the best offense I've ever seen. And Randy Moss was the reason why. 22 touchdowns in the regular season. We're all talking about how Tyreek Hill this season should be an MVP candidate, and he's not even half as good as Randy Moss was that season. Randy Moss didn't win the MVP because his teammate was Tom Brady, who threw for 50 touchdown passes. Yes, you can say that they ultimately didn't end up winning a Super Bowl with Randy Moss, but I look at that trade as a massive, massive success. And what was so brilliant about that trade is that the season before in 2006 the Patriots failed to make the Super Bowl because they didn't have a star receiver and Bill Belichick did exactly what he was supposed to do he went out and found one and he should have done that this past offseason I think things would have been differently this season if the Patriots had brought in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins who was very good for the Tennessee Titans and could have done the exact same thing for the New England Patriots back then Bill Belichick saw the problem and fixed the problem. The problem was during the end of his tenure with the Patriots, he wasn't doing that as much, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Another thing that Belichick deserves major credit for is drafting Rob Gronkowski. I mean, this guy is the greatest tight end of all time. I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey. I don't think you're on the same level. I think that Gronk just doesn't have the long-term numbers. His career is not going to end up being as long as Kelsey's, but Gronk made a major impact on multiple Super Bowl winning teams and then went with Brady to Tampa Bay and helped that team win a Super Bowl. Belichick also turned Wes Welker and then Julian Edelman into two of the best slot receivers of all time. I think we started to talk about slot receivers because of Bill Belichick. All of a sudden, Wes Welker and Julian Edelman were having 100 catch seasons each and every year. He made the slot receiver position famous. Nobody was talking about that before Bill Belichick. You could even go back to Troy Brown. No one was using the slot receiver the way that Belichick was. I personally believe Welker and Edelman should be Hall of Famers. I know it's going to be tough because they don't have the touchdown numbers. They don't have the longevity. But man, when they were dominant, they were two of the most dominant receivers in the NFL. You take the good with Belichick and you also take the bad and there was some bad the nonsense of Spygate and Deflategate the benching of Malcolm Butler during the Super Bowl and for me the most egregious thing of all his failure to draft wide receivers Nikhil Harry bust Tyquan Thornton bust his failures at this position is another reason why he's no longer the head coach of the New England Patriots and I think I speak for fans and media when I say I'm really happy we're no longer going to have to watch Bill Belichick press conferences. I get it. You act like an arrogant guy who's not going to give us the answers because you were winning a ton of football games. But when you were losing games, that became obnoxious. The same thing is happening with Greg Popovich with the San Antonio Spurs. You guys can get away with that when you're winning games. When you're just another normal head coach, that behavior isn't acceptable. 
People need answers to these questions when your teams aren't very good, and the fact that you're not willing to give them makes you a target. Another thing that became super annoying with Belichick at the end of his career was not giving his coaches titles. So Gerard Mayo is now the head coach of the New England Patriots, but he was never even given the title of defensive coordinator. So we don't really know what Gerard Mayo did with the defense. Yes, he was linebacker coach, but because his son was also co-defensive coordinator or whatever you want to call it, we don't really know what Gerard Mayo did on that side of the ball. And it goes back to offense with last year with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. We had no idea what those guys were doing, who was making the play calls. We only knew because the media was reporting it. Just give guys positions. There are offensive coordinators and there are defensive coordinators. That's how football works. Every successful outlet in the NFL has an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. There's no team that was having major success without you knowing who was making the play calls on offense. And last year was ridiculous how we went into the preseason not knowing who was going to make the play calls for the New England Patriots. Now again, this year we didn't have that problem because they had Bill O'Brien. That wasn't really the quick fix we all wanted because they were still the worst offense in all of football. But I was glad to have a season where we had an offensive coordinator. And I'm really glad that hopefully next season we're going to have an offensive and a defensive coordinator. So the big question that Patriots fans are asking themselves is how should they remember the Belichick era? They should remember that he was the architect of the the greatest football dynasty of all time. He was winning in an era where he was up against free agency. He was the one choosing the players and he made them the kings of their division every year. You knew that they were going to win the AFC East. That's what the Patriots dynasty was about. Going into the season, we didn't have to worry about winning the division because the division around them was afraid of them. The Dolphins weren't making moves. The Jets weren't making moves. The Bills were a a disaster for the longest time because they feared the New England Patriots. They had dominance over their division. You knew the Patriots were going to get a bye week in the postseason each and every year. The rest of the AFC East couldn't keep up, so they kept hiring and firing head coaches left and right, and they were never stable the way that the Patriots were. Yes, the Bills had some nice runs, the Jets had a nice run, the Dolphins had a nice year or two, but Belichick owned the AFC East like no other head coach in the NFL has ever owned a division. And don't get me wrong, Tom Brady of course played a big part in that. The rest of the division was replacing their quarterbacks as well. The stability of the head coach and the quarterback was the reason the Patriots were able to have success year in and year out in the AFC East. They knew that Bill Belichick was going to coach up that defense and they were going to be very good and they knew Tom Brady was going to put up stellar numbers way better than any other quarterback in that division. So what's next for Bill Belichick who is still in search for the all-time wins record? Will he go to a team a coach away from winning like the Chargers or a team that has underperformed 
like the Atlanta Falcons. This is going to come down to how much power and control he still wants. Everyone talks about him going to Dallas, but I have to imagine his longtime mentor, Bill Parcells, would talk him out of that. Parcells and Jerry Jones worked for a little bit, but in the end, he left the team because Jerry Jones all of a sudden brought in T.O. I don't think Bill Belichick wants to work with Jerry Jones because Jerry Jones is not only the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, he's also the general manager. There's no way that Bill Belichick is going to work with an owner who's not only his boss, but also picks the roster. The Chargers make the most sense. Justin Herbert is somebody who we all believe has potential to be a top five quarterback in the league, but he was being coached by a guy who was just going for on every fourth down. He needs stability at that position of head coach for him to develop as a quarterback, and I think for two or three years, Bill Belichick could bring that, and the Chargers could definitely win 10-plus games next season with Bill Belichick as their head coach. Because he clearly needs to go to a team that already has a quarterback. Bill Belichick has proven he's not the right one picking the quarterback. I don't care if he had a say if Mac Jones was drafted or not. That's the guy that that team picked to be their quarterback, and it was the wrong pick. So I would not want to give Bill Belichick control of a team that's drafting a first-round quarterback this season. Justin Herbert and the Chargers make a ton of sense. And not only because of Herbert, because that team clearly underperformed on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, there is major talent on that side of the ball on that team, and they were one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Bill Belichick proved during his last run with the Patriots that while the offense was garbage, the defense was still really productive. This man can still coach defense. So I would want to bring him to a team that has the potential on offense and a defensive team that he can really coach up. That's what this guy can do. He can still coach up defenses. He just needs help on the offensive side of the ball. And Justin Herbert is that help. I mean, I'm thinking about this scenario. Bill Belichick is the head coach of the Chargers. And Josh McDaniels is his offensive coordinator. I think Justin Herbert would put up monster numbers with McDaniels as his quarterback. Say what you will about McDaniels as a head coach. But as an offensive coordinator, he knows how to get production from the quarterback position. Mac Jones clearly had his best season with Josh McDaniels. As you've noticed from listening to this podcast, I'm not talking a lot about Gerard Mayo. And the reason I'm not talking a lot about Gerard Mayo is because there's nothing really to talk about yet. It's a wait and see situation. Yes, did I think there were other good candidates to be the head coach of the New England Patriots? Mike Vrabel made sense. Absolutely. But I'm willing to give Kraft and the Patriots the benefit of the doubt. Mayo is going to be given a real chance to turn this team around, which clearly needs an overhaul on offense, not just the quarterback position. Now is the time to reminisce on the dynasty and look ahead later. As a fan of the New England Patriots, you just really hope Hope that the team is more prepared for Bill Belichick moving on than they were when Tom Brady moved on because clearly they had no plan when Tom Brady left the team. They just all of a sudden brought in Cam Newton. At least this team had Gerard Mayo signed in case Bill Belichick left the organization and it was a mutual parting of ways. No, it really wasn't. The team needed to move on from Bill Belichick. They were 4-13 and and going nowhere fast. But I do think it's fair to point out and wonder if a defensive head 
coach is going to get a lot out of a rookie quarterback who presumably the Patriots are going to draft with the third overall pick in the NFL draft. They're going to have a young quarterback. And in recent years, that hasn't really worked out. Robert Sala, a defensive coach working with a young quarterback in Zach Wilson, could that have gone any worse? I mean, that is the absolute worst case scenario for the New England Patriots. That's why it's imperative that the Patriots make the right choice at offensive coordinator, and it seems like they might stick with Bill O'Brien. That could be a mistake. I like Bill O'Brien, but he's never had a top-tier offense in the NFL as an offensive coordinator, and last year, they were terrible. Maybe Bill O'Brien wasn't at fault, but how could you bring a guy back when the team averaged less than 15 points per game? And yes, a minute ago, I was talking about Josh McDaniels going wherever Bill Belichick goes, but what if McDaniels goes back to the Patriots? Say what you will about McDaniels. He knows how to develop young quarterbacks. He did a fantastic job with Mac Jones in that first season. I mostly agree with the mindset that young quarterbacks need offensive minds to develop. Tua didn't go to that next level until Mike McDaniels was his head coach. Now say what you will about where Tua is. He just lost a playoff game to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Dolphins aren't a Super Bowl contender, clearly, but Tua is at his best when this guy is his head coach. I just find it really interesting to bring in a defensive-minded coach when defense isn't your problem. The defense was good last season. All of your problems is on the offensive side, the offensive line, the running backs, the wide receivers, the quarterbacks. Gerard Mayo does not have much to do with that side of the ball, if any. So how is he going to react to all of their problems going into next season? If the solution is just spend a lot of money and fix all of those holes, then I understand it. But if it's to keep some of these same players and try to get them to be better, I have a hard time believing that Gerard Mayo is going to get more out of Juju Smith-Schuster than Bill Belichick. Sorry, Bill Belichick, say what you will, he's a defensive-minded coach, but he's had more success on the offensive side of the ball than any head coach in the history of football. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots continue to be one of the worst offenses in football next season because Gerard Mayo doesn't really know that side of the ball. And you can say the same thing about Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel is a defensive guy. He was defensive coordinator. He was a defensive player. But Mike Vrabel was winning football games as a head coach with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. He is proven. Gerard Mayo is not proven. There are more questions than answers with the Gerard Mayo hiring. And I've heard a lot of people compare Gerard Mayo to D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans just won a playoff game with C.J. Stroud. What are the chances that ha- that happens a second year in a row. Gerard Mayo is probably not going to have instant success. What he has is time. He is going to be given unlimited chances to be a successful coach in the NFL because he was handpicked by the owners. But man, offensively, next season might be a brutal one for the Patriots. Who knows if they're going to have Kendrick Bourne back? Who knows if they're going to have Hunter Henry back? Who knows who the quarterback is going to be? What the offensive line is going to look like? There are a lot of problems to fix in one offseason. And for as good as Bill Belichick was as head coach of the New England Patriots, he is at fault for all of those problems. Those 
problems are the reasons he's no longer the head coach of the Patriots. It is mainly the quarterback position, but it's everything around it. It's the spending the last few seasons. So you don't bring back a guy like Jacoby Myers, but you sign Juju Smith-Schuster. That was not a success. Those are the kind of moves that make you think it's time for change. And now we have that change, and hopefully it's for the better if you're a fan of the New England Patriots. I'll end on this. When Kobe and Shaq broke up, Shaq won a championship without Kobe, and then Kobe won two championships without Shaq. Brady has won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. Now we are going to see if Bill Belichick can win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady on a new team. Presumably, he's going to get hired this offseason. I would be shocked if Bill Belichick takes a year off of football. He wants to have that record, and I think the man wants to win another Super Bowl title. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.